Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn and complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Throughout football history, Wise men have congregated to bring you the best stats, predictions, and analysis of the game. These are not those men. Three derelict Oakland Raiders fans expelled from clown school for shaping inappropriate balloon animals at children's birthday parties and borrowing the school clown car to attend a Murphy's Law gig in Brooklyn. With no ambitions outside of rodeo barrel racing and the Shiner Circus, they made their way to the rolling hills of northwestern New Jersey and established a home at the Irish Cottage Inn. Surrounded by Jets and Giants fans, they called in reinforcements and established a circus sideshow of their own, known as the New Jersey Chapter of the Black Hole. Join the party each week on the Fan Club Blitz, a wild ride into the world of die-hard football team fan clubs from across the globe with your hosts, Splatterhead, Fitz, and Tom, Clown School Rejects. Check one, two. Speak, Tom. <laughs> hey, what's going on? All right. All right, Band we're Blitz. playing Call Blitz. We're here. Splatterhead and Groby. Splatterhead, Groby. Oh, and, it's uh, Tom on this it, show. It's, it's Tom on this show. And Rogers. You know, and Rogers we have with us today. And so, uh, no fits. No fits. No pots. No pots. No, no Bill Ma- Mackey. No Mackey. No Just Win Johnny. Yeah, no Just Win Johnnies. Just us. Just us. So, uh. <laughs> We There's got, no justice. There's justice. <laughs> <laughs> we got an action-packed show today. Sure. We, we got, got several guests. We got some Raiders stuff to talk about. Yes. Because they've been, you know, making all kinds of moves in the offseason. Yep. People are crying. People yeah. are excited. Mm-hmm. You know, people are happy. People are mad. Yep. Um, 
and we got uh, we got our buddy Houston Raider Steve is going to be on all the right. show today. Yeah, all right. Houston Raider Steve is a cool guy. We got a we got a special voicemail. Sure. We got a special voicemail from the boss. From the boss man himself. Yeah. See, you got, you know, Q-Dog is the capo. Yeah. All right. But at the head of the organist, the godfather. The godfather. The Don. Yes. Mr. Uh, Mr. Murph himself decided to call into the show. <laughs> and uh, so we're, we'll have that. And that's going to send us on to a spiral because... So this show is going to be. Uh, we're going to start off with some Raiders talk. Yep. And, uh, and then I think I, that then rumor has it we're morphing into uh, punk rock. Then we're going to talk about some music. Yes. And uh, and sorry, Fitz, you missed out. But yeah. We're going to make this a two episode segment because we know you're going to have some input on this. Yeah, and maybe the next episode we might have somebody else too. That's right. Yeah, maybe. And, Hopefully. And also, we. Uh, You've heard us talk about Beowulf on this show before. Yes. We got we got Dale Beowulf himself coming on today. There you go. So since we're merging yep. into music. The boss man wanted to know about punk rock. You're gonna get you're gonna get some some West LA yes. Venice uh OG punk rock. Yeah. Uh discussion on the show from uh the man himself. Yep. Brother D, Dale and yeah, Murph, you're gonna like this guy. Yeah, he's uh, and he's a Raiders fan. He's a Raiders fan. Yep. I gotta tell you, Murph, I think you're gonna like Dale, and I and I and I I recommend a uh, I recommend you you check out Beowulf because yes. you know they're a crossover band. You know, yeah. first record was pretty hardcore. Yeah. Um, sounded like kind of a cross between GBH and Motorhead. Yep. Um, but man, every album they've put out sounds different. Yeah. And uh, and Murph, look. Uh, well, we'll hear the stories from from Dale himself, but you know he's also, you know, old school Venice Beach gang banging punk rocker, suicidal Raider psycho fan. boy, <laughs> and uh, he's also a uh, he's also a man of the Lord. Yes, and uh, you know, so I Murph, yeah, I know you're listening. I recommend you uh, you you know go on your uh, iTunes and you check out Beowulf. Yeah. Jesus freak, <laughs> and uh, enjoy, my man. Yep. Great stuff. Yep. So what what's what's shaking in Raider world? Um, I don't know. Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. That to me, <laughs> I like that. I like that signing. I was hoping for that move before, yeah, yeah. you know, I, when yeah. it, when it was just kind of like, hey, yeah. oh, if we could get Marshall. Yeah. To to me, it softened the blow of us not being in on uh, who was it, Justin Houston. Yeah. To me, that softened the blow a little bit. You know? I'm telling you, man. That uh, yeah. Listen, yeah. Listen, Raider Nation. The uh, the duo of John Gruden and Mike Mayock right now are making moves to win now. Yeah, I'm not saying they're gonna, but these yes. are not moves that you make to hope that you win in Vegas. Yes. That's not what they're trying no, to do. They they want to win this year. They want to win. They now. they want to make a statement at least. They want to make year. a statement. You know. And, 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 and I mean and, and you know, if they don't make the playoffs, they're gonna be in the conversation and within the last two weeks. I, I think that I think that's what they're shooting for. They just want to be in the mix. Yeah. You know, after after last year, they want to be in the mix. And they're making moves now that I'm yeah. telling you I, I look, I, I don't I don't want to get. I don't want to buy into the hype. I don't want to get all excited. No, I I never but, do, man. But I'm telling I you, I never do. 
they're making some moves that yes. are mighty impressive. Yes. Moves that we haven't maybe ever seen no. with this team. Yeah. And uh these are these are, you know, these are not Al Davis moves. These are not Reggie McKenzie moves. No. These are the moves of John Gruden and Mike Mayock. And yes, it all depends on what happens on the field. Yes. But they're putting the pieces to the puzzle together. Yeah. Hungry guy. We'll see what happens, man. It's yes. all going to play out on the football field. Yeah. Like I told you a couple weeks ago, my, my daughter was in Vegas for her spring break with all her friends. She's like, Dad, what do you want me to do? I was like, put $20 on, eight wins are over for the Raiders. Yeah. And she did. I haven't seen her yet, but she's going to give me the slip, so I have and that bet go. in. Eight wins nice. are eight, eight. Eight wins, I took the over. We should call so. Pat and tell him to put another one while he's in a Yeah, we go, Yeah, City we could today. do that. Yeah, we got we got our Packers guy. Uh, yeah. You know, Pat is down as our official correspondent. Of Fe- our in, field correspondent. Our field correspondent. Media, of, official media passes <laughs> yes, at the Atlantic. Of, of our other podcast, Inebra Nation. No, no. He's there on fan club. Uh, yes, actually. Passes. he's yes. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's, he's there, there on. He, he he. Sorry, Murph. He's <laughs> he's there yeah. as an official. We're sorry, Murph. Us. We we picked the best possible representative. <laughs> yes, Pat O'Brien. Yes. So uh, as my buddy Rodney put it, boy, you guys really don't want to get invited anywhere by sending him. We we actually have <laughs> two media passes being used by Pat today yes. in Atlantic City in a, for the yeah. fan club blitz. <laughs> yes. So Pat <laughs> is at the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival, and he has as soon as he finishes drinking for four hours, <laughs> he's going to the horror. He's going to the New Jersey Horror Con and Film Festival. <laughs> Where we also have media passes. Now, they're in my name. Yes. But Pat says he's getting in. He's getting in. <laughs> he's like, don't you worry about it, buddy. <laughs> so Pat's down there. He's he's uh, doing some interviews yeah. and uh, sampling some, some brews. Yeah. Yeah, man. Exciting stuff. Yeah. You know, I, you know I, I, I like what the Raiders are doing. Like I said, the Brandon Marshall signing softened the blow for me for us being not in on Justin Houston. Especially for what he signed for. Yeah. I'm like, wow, why is this guy not in silver and black? Yeah. You know, and, and he signed for basically pennies on the dollar, you know, with Indianapolis. So, I mean, no reason, but the Brandon Marshall, Marshall yep. signing, that's often a blow. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you, man. Yeah. Perfect Marshall. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy. Yes. You know, and I, I know a lot of the, uh, the, um, the Twitter um, general managers, you know, the GMs on Twitter. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. I think the uh, Raiders they, have like you know several thousand general yeah, managers, and they all on know Twitter. better. Yes, you know they have they have it, they they have people inside the organization. And, and if you bring up, hey man, these are great moves that the Raiders are making. Yes, you know, look who we signed, blah blah blah, and they're like, ah, it doesn't matter. Only matters what happens on the field. Yeah, but you got to put yourself in a position <laughs> you, to make things happen on the field. You have to get the players to make the plays right. on the field. Right. You know. So, you know, you're complaining yeah. because they're getting players that can make plays. Yeah. 
because you haven't seen him make plays yet. I mean, yeah. I, what do you want him to do? <laughs> Pull a magic Super Bowl trophy out of their yeah, magic that's what hat? They, that's what I mean, they, that that's what they that's want. That's not the way it works. They want them to get, like, you know, every every, every player in the league and just waltz through the season but it right into it, the Super Bowl. Apparently, it doesn't matter who we get. It, yeah. it only matters when we win. Yes. Okay, I get that. That's really the ultimate. But you win if you got good players. But you got to get good players to you have to. You have to get the mix, man. You have to get the rookies. You have to get the vets. And you have to get the in-between guys man, we, we, or else it don't work. Right now, we've got one of the most talented receiving cores yes. around. Yes. Um, and look, we're all like freaking out for the past few years. Like, do we not want linebackers? Yeah. Uh, uh, guess what? We got we linebackers. We got linebackers. Yes. I mean. Yeah. I, I, and you guys are whining out And there. we still have picks. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't even pick yet. No, you know? we still have all of this stuff goes on. All yes. of this happens. We still have three first round picks. Yes. I mean, come on. Yes. This is this is ridiculous. I wouldn't believe we the quarterback keep, hype for one we one bit. That no, was, no. we did stop with the no. quarterback hype. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. You know, we may we may draft a quarterback fifth I, round. Yeah. Fifth round. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Not, not, we're not, you know, it, it's uh I don't see it happening anyway. I mean, you know, our fourth pick ain't going for a quarterback. The only reason that you that you're going to bring in a quarterback right now is for trade value. Yeah, that's it. it, it yeah, there's no. Yeah, we got a couple of capable backups. The, the the fourth pick is not going to a quarterback, no matter what these major a hole talking heads say. Now, nah. you know, I was watching one guy swearing to the Lord above and his mom. That the Raiders were going to take, like, what was that guy? Kyle Murphy? Yeah, Kyler Murray. Kyle, yeah, Kyler Murray, whatever. First, it, with their fourth pick. How are and, they going to do that when Arizona is going to draft him at the first pick? And at the bottom of the screen, scrolling across, was another mock draft that said the Raiders are taking a, a defensive guy with their fourth pick. Yeah. So they're all a holes. Yeah, no. None of them. Look, know. they're all blowhards. It's, look, it's clickbait. It's, yes. It's it's yes. It's for ratings. Yes. It's you know it's nonsense. Stop listening to now, it. Now, personally, if I was a GM, <laughs> I'd be dangling that fourth pick to to, to the Giants for Barkley. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's me. But you understand that you're not a GM. I, I understand that I'm not a GM. So I'm going to roll the dice and see what happens. If the Giants are that desperate for a quarterback, that it might work. Yeah. <laughs> and if we get him, uh, the, the whole balance of... Well, when the, Bobby Wasabi gets back to the uh, massage parlor with uh, uh, Mr. Kraft. Oh, with Mr. Kraft. He's going okay. to bring it, put that bug in his ear. Okay. And then he's going to take that to uh, Goodell. Oh. And we're going to make that happen. Oh, it's all okay. going to come from okay, the Okay, well, Kraft has nothing to do with Shaquan Barkley. No, no, That's no. That's the but, Giants. But Kraft's going to put it in oh, Goodell's oh, ear. Oh, okay. And then Goodell's going to call yeah, the Giants. He, yeah, he's, he's going to call the Maras and say, See, uh, is... here, you want your quarterback? Give this guy to the Raiders. you got the fourth pick and right. your quarterback. Exactly. We'll make sure that happens. Yeah. And yeah. all you got and, – and, and they don't even – we don't even have to trade a pick. They're yeah. just going to give us a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yes. Or we're going to give them so, a peanut butter and yeah. jelly sandwich, and they're going to be happy with you it. You know, but but if I was a GM, that's what I would well, do. We'll give them free passes to the massage parlor. Yes. Get right on, <laughs> on craft. Yes. On a side note, though, I was I, I stopped to a, a local furniture store to buy furniture off a very hot woman. 
<laughs> old friend of yours. Old friend of mine from high school, yeah. and she is drop-dead gorgeous. And one of her co-workers is a Jets fan, and he walked up to me because I had a Raiders hat on. He says, hey, man, it's a pretty exciting time to be a Raiders fan this year, man. And I said, you're right, damn right, brother. He damn goes, right. He goes, both of our teams got something going on, man. He goes, yeah. and he gave me the wink. He goes, it's yeah. got to be good Look, this year, the man. The Jets, the Raiders, and the Browns. Yeah. Keep your eyes out, yeah. man. But and, I'll, I'll tell you what, last year I had a lot of people come up going, it's a pretty exciting time to be a Raiders fan. And I was yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, I, I didn't know how exciting it was last year. But uh, <laughs> but it's exciting this it's year. It's exciting this year, yeah. So it's la- exciting la- this year. Last year there was a lot of indecision. Well, I think, I don't know, you know? I, I don't know if it was so much indecision. It looked like indecision. Yeah. But I, I think if you, if you look at what's happening right now. Yeah. And then you go back to last year. Yes. It all starts to make sense. Hey, man, I, I, I do um, various types of construction for a living, and I realize you have to tear down to rebuild it. Right. And, you know, I realize the Raiders have been rebuilding for 16 years, but they never really tore well, everything down. Again, and I've said that. You know, and I've, the tearing I've, everything down is letting go of all of your non-performing star players. I've, and your performing ones. I, I've said this. Um, on the show before, but I'll say it again because we do have new listeners. And, uh, you know, the Raiders have been rebuilding for, you know, 16 years. Yeah. Okay. That's how it seems from a fan's perspective. Yeah. But in reality, the Raiders rebuild every time they hire a new head coach. Yes. And over and, the last and, 16 and, years, there's been a and, lot of that. And, and so for the guys on the team, the guys for John Gruden and for – Derek Carr and for the guys on the team now, yeah. they haven't been rebuilding for 16 years. No. They're building a team from when they joined the team. Yes. And, uh, you know, look, Raider fans, you got to stick with this, man. Yeah. You know, I don't trust the process. It's very cliche, but yeah, yeah trust the process, it is. man. It is. It's very cliche, but you know what? It's the truth. You have to see the positive stuff going on. You got to. And the last... Four or five games of the season last year, you seen guys playing their asses off. Yeah, for this football team. Yeah, whether they were going to be here or not, they played their asses yeah. off, and they wanted to make a statement. And they and and they did make and a they, statement. And they man. did. They they showed that hey, two years we ain't going to be pushed around, brothers. Hey, look, you know, it, you're going to be looking at Mahomes who and you know? Antonio Brown got shut down. Yes. Yes, our yes. He got shut down <laughs> by in Conley. that game by Conley. By Conley. Now, yes. maybe he got shut down on purpose. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he may, yeah. He may, that, he, at that he may point, have sat yes. that one out. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, uh, yeah. You know. But you don't know. Conley was Conley was was he, playing he, his ass off. Hey man, last quarter of the season, Conley was. Yeah, he was ranked up there top. One of the top guys in the league, and, w- and when you're shutting down, yeah, Antonio Brown, yes, that doesn't happen. And no. guess what? Uh, Conley's not going to be there to shut down Antonio Brown this time no. around because uh, they're on the same team. They're on the same team. <laughs> so, so there you go. Yeah, Did we beat the donkeys. It was like good stuff, man. Yeah, you know, I, I like like I said, I I I never believed the hype. Um, not last year, the year before, second game of the season, we were playing the Jets. We're romping over the Jets. Yeah, I was and, in San Diego with the Booster yes, Club out I'm, there watching I'm that game. I'm sitting there at the table at the Irish Cottage, and I'm all, like, quiet. And everybody's jumping Packed around. Packed house that day, too. Yeah, and uh, the mad scientist's wife walks over to me, and she goes, why are you so quiet? And I and I looked her straight in the face. I said, I don't know, second game of the season. I don't believe the hype. 
Yeah. And then the next game was against Washington. And that's when it all went and to crap. And the wheels came off. The wheels came off the cart, And then a folks. couple of weeks later, I seen her, and she was like, wow, you were right. Yeah. And I was like, never believed the hype. No. We put I the- was like, I've been a Raiders fan too long to believe the hype. People put the cart in front of the horse. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, I, I, I've been through this many, many times. I don't believe the hype anymore. Yeah. You know, I see the promise. I see what's there. But I, I- but I don't believe at, at any time it's going to transfer on the field. Till I see it. But I'm back to yes. pretty damn impressed with what they're doing. I, I, you know, like they, I said, I'm the, I don't believe the hype, but I am impressed in this offseason. Yeah. They address several several things that were major. We still have the draft to go. We have great picks. And they're still making moves. And they're still making Every moves. Every day. Yeah. Every you know, day Some may moves. seem like scrubs. Yeah, but you, you know, got look. You know, I, they, they, they signed like, uh, who was it? Luke Wil- Wilson, the tight end. Yeah, he he was pretty good on. He's got pretty uh, hair. Yeah, he, yeah, but he, he was pretty <laughs> good on the Seahawks. Sure. You know, last year he played with Detroit. I don't know what he did, but I remember from the Seahawks, he was pretty good. He had some touchdowns last year. Yeah. Uh, look, you know, I, I granted, I would, of, I, you know, I I'd take Cook over him any day. A lot of but these moves that didn't work. A lot of these know. moves that happen now. Look, we we the big moves happened in the first few days yeah. of the official league year. Yeah, you know, outside of Antonio Brown, which happened before that, but yes. you know, the, I mean, the contracts weren't signed until yes. the beginning of the league year. Um, a lot of these moves, people don't understand. They're like, "Oh, why are we doing this? Why are we doing that?" Like, we we gotta have ninety guys. Yeah. When when you know at the start of preseason, yeah, a lot of these guys, you know, you even though you're seeing that oh, they're major signing, oh, they're not going to be on. The you have no idea if they're going to make it or not. Yeah, a lot of these guys are not going to be on the yeah. team. A lot of these yeah. guys you bring in just for trade capital. Yes, it's yes. This is not you know, but the guys that you know are going to be there are the guys you know, Antonio Brown, yeah, Trent Brown, yes. Um, what's uh the other receiver? I'm drawing a blank from San Diego, from the Chokers. Uh, Tyrell, was it? Is it Williams? Tyrell Williams, I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, drawing, drawing, a blank. I'm drawing, drawing a blank on him because he's a Charger. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's a Raider now. Well, he's a Raider now, but but yeah. these guys are these guys are are going to yes. be on the damn roster. Yes. Um, you know. Yeah. Perfect. He's going to be on. He's the gonna roster. He's going to be uh, Marshall. He's on the roster. Marshall's going to be on the roster. Yeah. Um. But, you know, a lot of these other guys, man, it's just moves that you make. Nope. It's moves yeah. that you make. Yes. To, to, you know, you got guys yes. now that you can, you know, get some competition. And, 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 and if you look at it this way, you, you're looking at Murph, at Burfitt and the Marshall signing. Yeah. Two experienced. We signed vet- Murph, too? Yeah, we signed Murph. Murph's a linebacker now for the Raiders. Ah. But, um. You look, quarterback. You, you look at these guys, two experienced. He's got a neck like Two experienced linebackers in the NFL. They keep. The thing is, oh, Raiders are going to take Bosa. Raiders take Bosa. He's linebacker. Okay, two good guys to learn from. Sure, you know, and they're both on one-year contracts. You know, so you know, and neither one of these guys is a Bruce Irvin. Yeah, my prediction is I have no idea what's going on with the fourth exactly. pick, but I think the lower picks that we have in the twenties are going to go. I think we're going to grab those Clemson problem children. I hope so. That were suspended for that one playoff game and then. We're back for the national championship. You know, I think we're going to grab those. And those Clemson problem children were quite good. So, you know. Yeah. 
You know, but I, I, I think uh, we're going to grab them with our lower picks. I have no idea what the fourth pick. I have no idea. But, I don't either. But I think, uh, but I think our lower first round picks. I think uh, we're going to. I'm going to surprise somebody. We're going to grab some problem children. <laughs> and we should. Yeah. Let's let this phone ring and see what happens. Okay. I hope he answers by saying. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see if he answers. He doesn't answer yet. He's going to call me back. And... <clears throat> Hello? Sorry. Sorry. What's going on, Vi? What's going on, Vi? What's happening? Nothing. We, 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 uh, we didn't tell you, but we just snuck you onto the show. <laughs> right now? Yeah, you're yeah. on. Oh my God! <laughs> we just wanted you, we just wanted to hear you say you were sorry. Well, I'm sorry. I'm so ill prepared, guys. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that uh, I'm sorry that you guys didn't let me know. Yeah. Uh, we forgive you. For <laughs> What's up, boys? How you guys doing? We're doing good, man. How about yourself? Why is there an Good, echo? Man, I, I'm just—I'm uh, fighting through these photos. Uh, we we made a we made a post on the Wolfpack Nation One uh, Twitter page about getting everybody's dogs' uh, picks and their names so we could haul at them on the next show. I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. <laughs> 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 these five photos, and I gotta rem- try to remember all these names of all these dogs that we gotta shout out. I think Ken's gonna have a. You know, Ken's going to get pretty upset with, uh, with the amount of time we're going to have to make. Yeah, but, but as my guys tell me when I have to edit out all the cussing, that's that's on Ken. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's Ken's true. problem. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm getting a weird echo on my voice. Yeah, I don't I, know why that is. I, I keep hearing it. Uh, it could be my. I'm in the basement. Uh, maybe I'll move along here. And it's probably because we're talking to Canada. That's probably it too. You know, we don't have much here. We just uh, move out of the the igloo, the igloo era, boys. Back to houses now. So, wh- what kind of music do you listen to, Vi? Uh, I listen to everything, man. Like. Uh, you know, I, I I guess hip hop would be my 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 number one. But you know, I listen to classic rock. I, I listen to country. I listen to everything, man. You know, but but I'm not like an underground kind of guy. I, I like the I do like the the mainstream stuff. <laughs> you know? I, but you know what? You know what, Chuck? I don't listen to punk rock. Not because I don't like it. It's just, we're gonna exposure. Well, we're gonna fix that right now. <clears throat> I'm gonna recommend some some bands to you, okay? All right. The first band that I want you to listen to is called SNFU. All right. They're they're Canadian. Um, you know, there's a lot of rumors about what it stands for. Ooh, yeah, Nobody like, really yeah. knows. Yeah. But uh, they're Canadian. They're a great band. They're they're from the eighties. Yes. Their singer is uh, Chinese Canadian. What? 
Yeah, yeah. Their singer is a Chinese Canadian guy, and uh, they're awesome. They did so. Uh, that's the first band I'm going to recommend for punk rock music. Well, thank you. I'm I'm definitely going to check that out. And then and then I want you to check out the Hanson Brothers. <laughs> Hanson Brothers are good. The Hanson. The Hanson. You, you have you have you have, you ever seen Slapshot? Yeah, 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 I have. Yeah, okay, the, the so Hanson brothers. The Hanson brothers. That's the oh, they, that's they, they, the, they, that's the two goons from Shot. No, no, no. But the band was named after them. They're a punk rock band uh, from from Canada, and I used to go up to Vancouver and see them play on on hockey night, and. Uh, they they basically play uh, they sound like the Ramones, but all their songs are about hockey and beer and beer. <laughs> That's cool. That's something I could definitely get into. Yeah, I think you'll like it. They're definitely yeah. they're a hockey band. Yeah, and they're a uh, a beer band. So. Awesome, awesome. I'll definitely check that out. And That's easy to remember. The Hanson Brothers. At yeah. first, I thought you guys were talking about like you know the the, the Hanson. From the states there. No, no, <laughs> no. We wouldn't recommend that. No, we we don't recommend that to anybody. <laughs> thank, thank God. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I wanted to call you. I wanted to introduce you to some Canadian punk rock, and those are the two I'll start you with. If you like those, then uh, I'll recommend more next time we talk. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank but, you very much. But I think you're gonna you're gonna love SNF. If you don't love SNFU, I don't know what to tell you. And go back, like when you look up their records, go back to the earliest stuff. Yeah. How many albums do they got out? Oh man, I don't know. No. Probably fifteen. 20. Look for stuff in the early '80s. Yeah, look for stuff in the early '80s. Some good songs I recommend are uh, uh, "Time to Buy a Futon" <laughs> and uh, and "A Mailman's Pet Peeve." <laughs> And they they do a really 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 awesome cover of "It's a Wild World." You know that song? Oh, everybody, it's a wild world. They do a great version of that. Yeah, Cat Cat Stevens. Yes. Yeah. I sing that. I sing that. I sing that song at karaoke every Wednesday night. Well, next time you sing it at karaoke, you can you can get up there and go. Yeah, I'm doing the SNFU version because I'm the Chinese Canadian guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I know I know I'm Murph, so I'm known as the Canadian too, and I kind of like it. You know, yeah. I, mean, I love that I'm the Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> he's the Canadian. He goes out, yeah, and uh, goes out to the hoose, <laughs> drinks <laughs> drinks beers, doesn't get drunk. Nope. Yeah. So anyway, man, that's it. We just for wanted sure, to sure. we just wanted to surprise you. We didn't get you on last week, so we wanted to just make a surprise phone call. And yeah, throw you on the spot today. <laughs> hey, hey, thank you so much, guys, for the call, and uh, uh, just uh, I guess uh, shout out to everybody, uh, everybody in Raider Nation, I suppose, and and uh, and to you guys, man, keep up the good work. Uh, uh, I've listened to I've listened to a couple of the episodes now, and I just howl every you know both times I listen to it. So you guys are awesome. Uh, thanks again for the call, and uh, yeah, man, uh, and thanks for the support that we get uh, from you guys as well. Absolutely, man. yeah, man, love the show. Yeah, Keep no it problem. Up. It was great. Keep up the show. Keep yeah. up the good work. And on on the next uh, episode, I expect the review of SNFU and the Hanson Brothers. <laughs> <laughs>
you bet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check that out today. Uh, we're recording tomorrow night, so uh, make sure you guys tune in on on, on what I have to say. Uh, but I think it's gonna be nothing but good things because what with whatever you guys have told me. Uh, I, I I can dig that, man. I think I can dig that. Yeah, cool, yeah. man. All right. Cool. Thanks a lot, guys. All, All right, right, later, brother. Thanks a lot, brother. So we we just thought we would surprise VC Raider yeah. up there in Canada. Yeah. Pop music, man. I don't know. He was very sorry that we uh, <laughs> that we called. He was very <laughs> sorry that he didn't uh, know we were calling <laughs> Canadians. Yeah. Um. Yeah, pop music. Yeah. Well, you know, I tell you what, pop music. He'll like SNFU. They're pretty poppy. Yeah. So are Hanson Brothers. Yes. <clears throat> we recommended some some yeah. poppy yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we started them out good. We didn't on throw the punk D, rock. We didn't throw DOA right at him. No, or the you know? day, or the Dayglows. No, we didn't throw Dayglow <laughs> poison at him right right out of the gate. So, uh, what are we drinking? We didn't do that. No. I had, uh, I was drinking the Bolero Snort, which everybody knows is my favorite Jersey brewery now. I was drinking their Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. And, their, uh, their, their second release of cereal-inspired beer. And, uh, okay, it's a good beer. Yes. It's a, it's a good IPA, but it doesn't remind me of Fruity Pebbles at all. No. Now they hit it out of the park with the uh, magically delicious. Yeah, the Lucky Charms knockoff. Yes, yeah. that they, was spot. They on. hit it out of the park. With yeah, that. that that was spot on. Um, this one's a good beer. I'm yeah. not gonna. I mean, as far as IPAs go, this is a good IPA, but it's uh, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't remind you of cereal at all. No, and it's rather rather ordinary for what it, it it's a, it's an ordinary IPA. Yeah. Sorry guys. Yeah, as our as our friend VC Raider. Vi in Canada yeah. would say, "Sorry, yeah, sorry." Um, hey, and now I'm <laughs> now I'm on to a Fort Nonsense Brewing Company, Great Falls, yeah, IPA. They're from Denville, New Jersey. Ah, there's, man, there's is this the same one that did the uh, stout we had last, or the yes. porter? Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Let me let me try this one. Um, let's see what happens here. I'm pouring my beer into my pint glass now. You can't see it because uh, this is audio only. And we're going to taste it. All right. You guys listen in uh, anticipation as I taste my beer. <sighs> see, I, I like this. I'm sorry, Bolero. I love you guys. You guys make great beers. I like this uh, Fort Nonsense uh, IPA a little bit better than the Fruity Pebbles. That this is a good Jersey IPA right here. Yeah, top notch. You know, very good. Yes. Now, now the 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 Fruity Pebbles is a good IPA. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to knock it for you know being a good IPA. I was just expecting cereal. Yeah, something yeah. you know. I was expecting what I got with uh, magically delicious. Yes, that's and, what I was. And uh, you know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't that. No, but it's good. Yeah, it's good. This beer, uh, it's cloudy. It's good, kind of you know, juicy IPA, and it's good stuff, man. What do you got, Tom? I got um, Southern Tier Citra Hopped Live Pale Ale. 
Southern Tier is a good brewing company. Yeah, it is a good brewing company. Um, a little sour for my touch. It is. It, it does have it, a. It, yeah. It's, it's it's tart. Yeah. So um. Uh, other than that, I've noticed that it, it, if I went to a party and somebody handed it to me, I would not say, "Ooh, I don't drink that." I brought <laughs> I, I brought those because it's uh it's it's a it's not a high alcohol content. No. It's a it's a. Uh, it's it's got kind of a summer feel to it. It does, yeah. It, it, this is definitely an August beach beer, and we're brewing beer today. Yeah, and uh, this is the nicest day that we've had in months. <laughs> yes, it's hitting seventy today. So we're we're brewing on the back deck. Rogers yeah. is out there with a uh, yeah, what's with, he got? What's uh, Rogers he, drinking? He's got like uh, Rogers is drinking water with uh, like an organic beef shin bone. Yes. From uh, Nell's Specialty Meats in Eastern Pennsylvania. When we were last out with Rogers, he kind of didn't know what to do with it. No. Except guard it. Yeah, he he (laughs) wouldn't take his eyes off it. protect this, but I don't know what to do (laughs) with it. I don't even know what it is, but it's mine. It's mine, and (laughs) you guys keep a good uh, two feet away from me. Yes, and that's how he is right now. I think now he's... Probably gnarling. He's on probably right eating yeah. it right now. But yeah. he's yeah, he's out on the back deck. He's watching the the beer. Tom and I are brewing a uh, a Belgian style ale today. Yes. Yeah. So uh, and we got two other beers that are moving along. They're moving along, great man. Yes, we thought along, we were going to bottle. Yeah, today, we thought we were going to bottle one today, but it's bubbling like it's hell and fermenting still fermenting like crazy. It's still fermenting so. So we're we're yeah we'll give that it, another week. Hey, it's it, you let it do its thing, man. Yeah, when yeah, you're until, fermenting, uh, yeah. you, you let it go. Yeah, when it stops, then you do what you need to do next. Yep. So, so but right now we have in the mash, we've got. Uh, you guys want to take notes and see how the 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 profession. This, this is all coming to you from behind um, the soon to be christened Stew and Dolly's Pub in. Um, Ogdensburg, New Jersey. Right, and as soon as we get our license, we're yes. hoping they're going to be the one bar uh, yes. in the state of New Jersey That's, that carries yes. our beer. That carries, yes, and Chuck's Mead. And my mead. <laughs> so we're, we're right now we have a, a Belgian-style ale going. Yes. And uh, we've got, so we've, we've just mashed in 12 pounds of uh Munich as a base malt. A yep. lot of people go, oh, you can't use Munich as a base malt. Yeah, she yes, can. you can. Yes, you can. Munich's a base malt, yes. and uh, especially for a Belgian-style ale. And to that, we have uh, our specialty malts. Today, we're using a uh, a nice uh, uh, caramel. It's a, it's a crystal caramel 50. And um, We've got some special B in there, which is a you know typical Belgian yeah. specialty malt, and uh, and then I'm you know I got a little secret ingredient in there as well, yeah. um, and not cannabis, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's in the ma- it's in the mash tun, it's it's we it's in the mash, and we will start uh, sparging soon. Yeah. Give a shout out to where you got the grains. Yeah, absolutely, man. Cask and Kettle Homebrew Supply in Boonton, New Jersey. Um, great place. I, I was thoroughly impressed when I went in there. You go to a lot of homebrew places, and they, you know, they're kind of lost. And yeah, you know, there's one, one especially our local uh, one. Well, they're gone now. Yeah, they're gone know? now, and now you know why. One lady yeah. in Boonton, man. One lady working in there, and uh, she was impressed by me too because I knew what I wanted when I walked in the door. Yes. But uh, what a very organized store. 
Um, so, and we're not sponsored by no. these people. We're endorsing them. Yes, so that this is a good place to go. Cat, if, if you're yeah. in northern New Jersey and you want to try out brewing your yeah. own beer, Cask and Kettle and Putin, and they even give classes. Yeah, uh, we don't need classes. No, but they do give classes. So if you if you want to, you know, hey, Rev Raider, if you want to brew beer, sure. You're you know, you're in North Jersey. Yeah, there Booten's you go. It's not too far from yeah, you. Go man. there. Go to Cask and Kettle on Main yep. Street in Booton. Boonton. Boonton. Yeah. Um. Actually, it doesn't it, exactly roll and, off and, the tongue. And anybody that's fans of uh, Toxic Avenger and the trauma films, yeah, knows where Boonton, New Jersey. Absolutely. Is. That's like the home of trauma films. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we got a guest coming on. Let's uh, let's see if we can get him on the line. Five zero is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Houston Raiders, Steve. Hey, this is the fan club blitz, you man. Missed us, man. Yeah, we're gonna try and get you next time. Yep. Call me back, brother. Later. <laughs> so. Houston Raider Steve didn't pick up the phone. No, you know he's going to call That's back all right. in like five we just, minutes. We just blasted his phone number on our podcast. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> I left out the area code. <laughs> he'll, uh, maybe he'll, yeah. yeah everybody call Houston Raider Steve, tell him to answer the phone. Yeah, Actually, everybody call Houston yeah, Raider next Steve week. next week and tell him. <laughs> answer the phone. Tell him hi. <laughs> Ask him for some stories. He loves yeah. to tell <laughs> So, uh, anyway... I guess we'll uh, we'll take a break, man. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll take a break and we'll come back. We, and told, we have another guest yet, and uh, we told you what we're drinking. We yeah, told you what we're thinking. Yeah, and uh, the bong's out. Uh oh. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> let's listen to our voicemail. Okay. You know, I think uh, this one's kind of cool. We we'll we'll listen to the voicemail and then we'll. Uh, then we'll take a break. And okay. We'll, we'll give some responses, but nobody will know we're on break, so. What's up, Fan Club Blitz? It's your old buddy Murph calling. Hey, as much as I love to hear it's the you boss. talk about shh, the Raiders, shh. I love listening to you guys talk about rock and roll also, and I have a question for you. When we look at the different movements in music, whether it be from the, uh, the bands of the 50s to heavy metal to grunge to punk rock, there's typically a band or a group of bands associated with being the flashpoint, the kickoff of that movement. We look at like the grunge bands, it's Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and Pearl Jam, the bands of the, or artists of the 50s, Little Richard, Chuck Berry, Buddy Holly. In terms of punk rock, and I know you guys are punk rock guys, was it a movement of a group of bands or was there one singular band you guys like to point to, like maybe the Stooges or somebody that kind of kicked off punk rock? So that's my question. Appreciate every everything you guys do for Murph's Fan Cave. You guys rock. Talk to you soon. That's a good question. Yeah. Now, Fitz is going to be pissed he's not here today. Yeah, yeah. This is like this is something that's this, right up Fitz's right alley. right up Fitz's alley. He yeah. just wants to do a music show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Rory Galler all day. <laughs> I don't know, Murph. Um, it's a tough one because, you know, you could literally say that some of the guys that you mentioned, Chuck Berry and Little Richard, were were punk rock. Were the originators of punk rock? Yeah, uh, you can go back to Elvis, Eddie yeah, Cochran, Gene Vincent, Gene Vincent. You know, yeah. I mean that raw yeah. kind of talent. You know, yeah, you want to get you want to get surf surf. You know, like surf punk, uh, Junior Brown. 
Yeah, people. Yeah, have, you know, people have said that you know the first punk rock song might have been like Louie Louie. Yeah, because they made it up on the fly. Um, but I, I, I get, I get your question. I think that's yeah. not really what you mean. Yeah. You know? And and it's kind of like uh, what you've said about the Raiders and the Raider Nation in Oakland, and then the the you know how it how it transcends into Vegas. Everything happens organically. Yeah. Um. So. Punk rock was an organic thing, and it, it, you know, there's not really a way to trace where it started. No. Um, but it, you know, look, if you watch movies like Salt Lake City Punk and, and stuff like that, you know, yeah, uh, uh, I, I might watch it and go, that's not. A good reference movie to watch is The Decline of Western Civilization Part 1. Sure it is. However, yes. to, to the point I was about to make... You know, I think punk rock was different depending on where you lived. Yes. Um, you know, because being an L.A. punk and being a New York punk were two completely different two things. Two completely could, different. And the music was different. And a punk in, in England. Yes. You couldn't even relate to each other. No. And everybody wants to go, oh, we were the real deal. You, but. And you know what? Even from Boston to New York to D.C. to Philly. Totally different. Completely, different worlds. Completely different worlds, and the punks didn't relate to each other. No. No. And, 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 you know, and there was so, a lot of animosity. And when you read you one know. of those books or you watch yeah. one of those movies, if you're yes. from one of the other areas, you're like, that's not how it was, blah, blah, yeah. blah. No, that's not how it was to you in Phoenix. Yes. But that's how it was in Omaha. Yes. You know? Yeah. But, but as far as, like, you know, seminal punk bands. I mean, you mentioned like the Stooges and a lot of people draw back to that and they'll go yeah, back television. to television. Like, they'll go back. Yeah. Richard Hell, televisions, yeah. the Stooges, yeah. um, you know, even the dead boys. Uh, I would say that like, yeah, the dead boy, the, the New York dolls, right? New York yeah. dolls. I would say that, that to me, those bands, you know, they played a part. Yes. Because, they they kind of they kind of kicked down a door and laid down a foundation. Yeah. But to me, those were art rock bands. Yeah, they were Warhol bands. Yeah, they were Warhol bands. Yeah. No, so if you want to go all the way back and say it's Velvet Underground was the first uh, punk band. Uh, yeah, you, know? you, you you could say that too. That's but, you know. But to me, those were just artists who transferred their art. Their canvas was music. Yes. Um, but I don't relate to that. No. As punk rock. No. Me, for me, what started everything was the Ramones. Yeah, I agree. You know, because, you Even know. Even though they kind of fell into that. Yeah. A out, little bit. Out of the New York Dolls and the Dead Boys. Right. And all of that. Yeah, they, they, they came from that. Sure. Bunch of bands. Right. But the Ramones were really like the first... Well, the Ramones were punks. Yes, the Ramones there were was a punks. Thing, yes, you know, called punk. They were punks. They were yes, they were punks. You know, and yeah. and and that's the thing that that made they were really the first band that was like, okay, this is a punk band, right? You know, they weren't. You know, there wasn't. You know, you know, New York Dolls. You know, Dead Boys where they always posed and stuff. They wore scarves and stuff. Ramones, t-shirts, jeans, leather jacket, Chuck Taylors, done. And they were just. Uh, and, as, as people, they were punks. As, as people, they were punks. Garage yeah. band, you know, Queens. Yeah, to me, they that's where punk started. 
I agree. You know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, no, Sex Pistols. The Sex Pistols came about because of the Ramones. Sure. The Ramones became so epically popular. Difference being, the the Sex Pistols were probably maybe 50 times more talented musicians than, than the, the Ramones. Ramones were. Yes. And the Ramones recognized that. Yes. They're like, oh, my God, these guys can actually play. Yes. Um, but when the whole when they they made the whole Sid Vicious thing come along, yeah, you know, see yeah. the Pistols were a band before that, right? The, the Pistols were were <laughs> were, a, were a, like if you listen to Nevermind the Bullocks, yeah. you're not going to hear Sid Vicious. No, wasn't in the band. No, guy couldn't play the bass no. to save his life. No, right? He was a, he, and I think even Johnny Lydon has said, you know, yes. he 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 was just a, you know. Bad fashion statement. Yes, you know? and 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 that's all it was, <clears throat> and and that's what made to me, that's what made the Sex Pistols a gimmick. Sure, made them like um, the American equivalent of the Monkees, but a punk band. But I, I would say, and people, you know, people are going to get mad at me, but I would say the same damn thing about the Clash. Yes, to me, like, and and I seen it on a, on a on a on an oil. You know, video. I like the Clash, but. To me, they're not a punk band. I seen it on an on an oi video that came out, and I've seen they, the clash. They were talking about you know Joe Strummer's singing about white riots and living in a white mansion. Yeah, you know, um, you know, for if you want to go to England, you know, punk rock is completely different than here. And but to me, the real the real heart of like the English punk rock scene starts and. And, you know, starts with Sham 69. Yes. Because this is a working class band yes. that came out that were like, they, they weren't putting bobby pins in their no. faces and wearing no. bondage pants. They're just working class kids that that came out and sang about working class things. Yeah. Sang about, you know, life. Yes. Growing up with yes. no hope and no yes. future and and that was one of the first bands, whether in America or England, yes. that came out and just spoke the truth to the truth. Yes. And, and and comparatively, like you look at like we we are, you know, we love Black Flag and, and suburban kids, man. Yes. They were suburban kids. They yes. weren't, you know, working class, no. you know, inner city kids. No. Um, except for Henry Rollins, who is yeah. a D.C. kid. Yeah. Uh oh, we're getting a call. Okay, who's this? This is Houston Raider Steve. Okay, we'll come back to this conversation. Yes. Thank you for calling the fan club blitz. What's up, Steve? It's Chuck and Tom. Hey, what's going on, brother? Hey, I tell you what, you guys have a, have a great show. You and most shows are uh, excellent. So, uh, broadcast, as I said, the broadcast world. Wow, we Thanks, appreciate man. that. Yeah, man. we appreciate it. We uh, yeah, we well, we tried calling you. We missed you. We uh. <clears throat> We got you now, though, so you're you're on. Well, I really appreciate it. What I, uh, this is a great show. I was just going to tell you what I uh, tell people is that being a Raider fan, it's it's all about the attitude. It's all about the mindset. It's all about uh, the swagger that we have now that we have Antonio Brown back. Remember when we were growing up watching Monday Night Football with uh, John Madden, uh, uh, Otis Sistrunk, the University of Mars and everything, and uh, uh, Tatum, and, uh, and, and, of course, all the great players, you know, with uh, Ted Hendricks and all that, so. The Raider swagger is back. And I, Ted, I can't Ted Hendricks is, is Ted Hendricks is probably my favorite Raider player. You know. Oh, I know he he's one of my favorites. Uh, I mean, the, the 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 Mad Stork is nuts, man. 
Well, I, I know Steve's a big fan of our, our Jersey natives, Tatum and Villapiano. Okay, so. yeah. I'm big fans of theirs, too. Yeah. yeah. So. Right, and I'm also I'm good friends with uh, Terry Russell and the Jersey Shore Raider Booster Club over there, up there, and, of course, your group uh, through Facebook and now through your, your great radio podcast. Cool. Yeah, yeah, we're good friends with Terry too, and uh, and then uh, you know Jack Tatum's nephew is part of that booster club, and Phil Villapiano actually started that Jersey Shore booster club. Yeah, I know it's it's amazing and everything because I tell people uh, he was at the game one of the games I went to last year, and uh, Jersey Shore when they when they travel they travel as as you well know our, our friends on the East Coast they. Then they make the pilgrimage out there. Some people go to uh, Jerusalem. We go to Oakland or wherever the Raiders are playing. Every every uh, game is like a home game for Raider Nation. Wouldn't you agree? Sure, absolutely. Yes. Man. So listen, Steve, you've got some some great um, stories, you know, from your history as a fan, and uh, uh-huh. I want you to I want you to dig deep and tell us your favorite and best story. They, they okay. you can. Start slow. I have to get another beer. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but one of my great stories is uh, at, the, at, at the end of at the end of uh, Kenny Stabler's life, he was at a fan convention, and there's a famous book out called Badasses that, that we all know about. That's a great book. And, yeah. uh, it is. And then, uh, so I was able to meet him and everything, just to spend you know a minute or two talking to the snake and everything, and I and. Uh, he he was just a he was just a great guy, and I ran into um, as you know Raider Greg and Raider Randy do the Raider Nation podcast, and um, they uh, one of their friends in the fire department. They were all firemen retired from the Berkeley Fire Department, but uh, one of their friends' uh, father ran the bar at training camp up there in Napa. At the, I think it was the El Rancho, the famous uh, place where they have their training camp, and they had some great stories about about that. But my favorite story, probably there's so many of them, you know. But uh, I was going out to the game out there in Oakland, left Seattle, uh, Salt Lake City. Person sitting right next to me was Jack Tatum's um, cousin that you all know. And uh, we got to talking, and I said, you know, Jack is the, Jack and Kenny are probably the reasons besides, of course, Villapiano uh, and uh, Ted Hendricks and Marcus Allen that I became a Raider fan. I said, it's just the very the very first game I saw was the uh, famous uh, Heidi game. I'll never forget that game. But uh, anyway, so he and I were sitting on the plane talking about stuff, and he says, yeah, uh, Jack Tatum's father was, uh, his sister is, is my mom. And so, you know, we were talking back and forth about that, but it's just it's just amazing being a Raider fan. Once you're a fan, you're a fan from life. But I'll never forget that Heidi game, watching that game, and I thought, man, I'm, I'm chipped. I see a girl on the side of the mountain with a goat. Why, why can't I see the end of the game? <laughs> because you know what it is? You, you uh, Chuck and Tom, you see, when you were growing up and everything, you loved the colors, you loved the, uh, you know, the, the pageantry of the Raiders, you loved the pirate, you loved the, the attitude, the, you know, the little bit of the nastiness, you know, not too nasty, but, you know, Alzado and all that. No, oh, it was nasty and we loved it. Yeah, you, you know what, with with that Heidi game, I, I think it was like four years old, and I remember that, like, downstairs in my basement, my dad built a big bar, man cave type thing, and they were always down there watching football. And I remember they had that game on, and I remember what happened, and all of them going nuts. And, you know, I was four years old at the time. You know, I didn't, like, put two and two together. But, you know, once I, you know, started playing football and watching football and I became a Raiders fan, then I I learned about the hiding game, and I was like, wow, now I know why they were all pissed. 
<laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> exactly. You know. So. And I was just a kid growing up in Chicago. That was the first writer game. I remember it was L.D. Rogatis and Kirk Gotti was a play-by-play, and my dad was said, I think you're kind of biased towards towards the Raiders. And it was funny because, you know, the more I was just fascinated by all the, you know, Bob's Away, the Mad Bomber, La Monica, and Charlie Smith. And uh, yeah. like Joe Namath said, it was a great game that I didn't even see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that was out here in the New York area, too. It was at Shea Stadium. Now, now right. that game. Yeah. Now I tried to text you back earlier, but for some reason my phone goes, "Nope, cannot send message. Cannot send message." So, what? I'm sorry what about that. <clears throat> so you you mentioned um, uh, Raider Nation podcast, which is uh, right. Raider Randy, and uh, and I I can't say the other name, and I'll, I'll tell you why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I had a segment on our show that we run every once in a while called You Dead to You're Me. You Dead to Me. And uh right. unfortunately, uh Raider Greg made the list. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and, no he, he's passionate. Uh, yeah, well he's passionate, but you know, I used to listen to his show and last season <laughs> He's not I, dead to Chuck because of passion. I tuned in <laughs> And it was every every time he put out a show, it was two hours of the Raiders. We suck. John Gruden's an idiot. This is terrible. He, I mean, it was just two hours of whining and complaining. And I finally had to go, Raider Greg, you're dead to me. You're dead to me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I can, I listen, I understand you know, I appreciate him and his fireman helmet and everything, and he and he did a lot for podcasting, and 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 I appreciate his fandom. He's a season ticket holder, the whole deal. Um, right. But all that negativity that came out next year with just the whining and complaining and the crying with all these like Raider fans, like give it some, give it a minute, guys. Yeah, really, give it a minute. Yeah, you know, uh, that's you know that's you, what I you know, think. It's it, like you're crying it, about nothing. What happened to you know? Win, lose, or tie, Raiders till I die. Yeah. Did we lose that somewhere? Yeah. Um, I think I, I think for some of the fans we did, but then for a lot of us we didn't. But hopefully Raider Greg, you know, redeems himself and come. But I can't. I just can't listen to all that negativity, man. He got real negative last year, and that's why I like like Murph and Pillaging Podcast and and our show. Because yeah, we're gonna we'll critique what's happening. And the new guys on the block, the Wolf Pack, the Wolf Pack. Yeah, those guys are good too. Right. You should check that show out. Um, yes, sir. But yeah, I'm gonna be critical. Yeah. But I'm gonna be critical as a fan. I'm not gonna be critical as you know. I'm not gonna come out sounding like I hate the team. No. And I hate the right. owner, and I hate the coach, and I hate you know because at a certain point. If you hate, we're, we're we're not coming out as talking heads. If you that's for sure. At a certain point, yeah. if you hate everything about the Raiders, why you know then you're <laughs> why, not really a fan yeah, anymore. Why are you following them? So anyway, he's dead to me. But but we we love you, Houston Raiders, Steve. So yes. tell us <laughs> you're, you're you're down in Houston, and are you part of a booster club? I know your buddy runs one. Um, yeah. The, uh, Oscar Sanchez runs Houston Raiders and then uh, Mission Club, and then there was a group that uh, spinned off of that in Space City Raider Nation. But actually, I'm a, a member of the, uh, the um, Knights of the Shield out of Fresno, and of course they've got chapters all over California. And I've also 
you know, I support, you know, uh, Black Hole Group. Uh, Don Rivera's bro- uh, brother started that group, Rob. Yeah. And uh, so I'm a big I'm a big fan of any Raider Booster Club, the 707 out of Vacaville, and just any anybody that's a the Silver and Black in Central Texas. They're a great right. group. Every every Raider group are great groups. But I I just love being a Raider fan. It's it's something that that I I know some people might think I'm a fanatic, but if I am, so be it. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, and 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 you you've asked about it, and you know the whole deal. You're also an official member of the New Jersey chapter of the Black Hole. Yes, you are. So, I really appreciate that so yeah. much. Yeah, Means you, a lot. thank you. You are you are you are recognized on the roster, my yes. brother. You are yes. a member of the Black Hole, and we 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 only have uh, we only have two out of state members. Yeah, we have uh, Uncle Mosh. Yes, Uncle Mosh, and, and Houston and Raider Steve. Thank so, you so much. It's, it's an honor and a privilege. And, so, and, you ever show up in Jersey, you get carte blanche, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, between, be between us and all the short and man, all the Jersey Shore guys, you know, man, you can enjoy the mountains and the beach, and everybody will pay for you, brother. Yeah, you can go fishing. You can go fishing and hunting. Yeah, you, you can know? go fishing and hunting, man. Okay. And, hunt, and hunting for rocks. And hunting for rocks, and you know, yep. and, and hit every good brewery and distillery in between. Yeah, I know. I know you said you retired, brother, but we'll get yeah. you. 200 beers while you're up yeah, here on yeah, the weekend. We, yeah, we'll get you. No problem. I wish I could have made it for that brief festival. That sounds like you guys had an awesome time up there. We did. We, yeah. we There's another one going on this weekend that we have media passes for, so we sent our field correspondent down yes. there. Yeah. He's having he's having a yeah. time of his life. Yes. he He's our <laughs> resident Green Bay Packers fan that hangs out with but us. He, but he's also, <laughs> he's also, when I, when he's, I. He's a member of the Raider Nation. When I started the Black Hole, he hit me up. Uh-huh. He's like, I'm going to come watch every Raider game with you. I'm like, aren't you a Packers fan? He's like, yeah, but I love the Raiders. Yeah. Like, so, right. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's a member of the New Jersey Black Hole. Yeah, so. I know one of my best friends is named Joe Sheehan. He's actually uh, from uh, the Bronx and everything. And of course, he's we call him Joe Duck and everything. But he's an honorary Raider in our books because I, you know, it is you cheer for your teams and you cheer for the other teams as long as they're not in the division. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I, and I respect people who, you know, when I run into like a Seahawks fan that was a Seahawks fan in the eighties. I have respect uh, for that's them. respect right there. You know, yeah. if sure, you're a sure. Seahawks yeah. fan and you became a Seahawks fan in 2012, then I yeah. got no respect no. for you. And no. that that's a lot of my friends because yeah. I lived in Seattle for a yeah. while. They, I couldn't drag. I used to go to Raiders games at the Kingdom when I lived in Seattle. Yeah. I couldn't drag any of these guys to a football yeah. game. All of a sudden, oh. all of a sudden, 2012 comes along, and I, I see them. They're all wearing Seahawks jerseys, hats, like going that, to every That's game. your theory where the 12th I'm man like, came yeah, from. Yeah, the 12th man. man comes from the year 2012. When they all became fans. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know what they used to say about the 49ers? They call them that because they couldn't make it to the 50. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, you know gonna, we, actually okay, have, we, we actually have a resident Jets fan, too. But I don't think well, he's he's a member of New Jersey Black Hole. No, no, he's, he's just kind of like our goofy mascot. Yeah, and he does a lot for us, and he's cool. He's, he's married We're, into the yeah, family. yeah. He's married into the into the Raider Nation, and he's cool. Carlos is cool. You know, yeah. Carlos does a lot, man. Carlos uh, you know, the Viking. It, yeah, Carlos the Viking. I mean, we we brought him to Baltimore with us, man. He was. A, he was trashing Baltimore fans left and right in the stands, man. He was, he was like yelling he, Raiders. He was yelling Raiders. He was he was in everybody's face. Yeah, <laughs> in his Jets gear. Yeah, well, I, can, I can tell you a, a really good 
story real quick. That was really great. The, I was at that game the day after Al Davis passed away, down in Houston, of course. And Redstream Raider, Raider Nation was in full force. We're all wearing owl patches and everything. And I was in the south end zone when Michael Huff intercepted the football when we only had 10 people on the field. And I look up and I see uh, Duke Jackson down the sidelines crying. And, of course, I got tears raining down my face thinking about all the great thing. Al was controversial, but he was still the godfather. And so that was a really emotional time for me leaving the stadium thinking, you know, Al's looking down and, you know, they won the, the game right after he passed. So it was actually, they even asked him if he wanted to, he thought, he said he wanted to come to Houston for that game, but unfortunately it wasn't meant to be. He passed away at the Hilton over there. He had a special room made for him over there where the Raiders used to stay before they uh, moved down to the Oakland Hilton. So it was, it was a sad day, but it was also a day of, uh, you know, embracing, embracing the life of the person that uh, made the Raiders who they are. It was, it was an awesome moment that they won that game for Al. Wow. That's that's a nice story. Man. Yeah, that is, man. And uh, and listen, but you know, a couple things before we before we get off the the, the line with you. I want to let you know that um, we, you know the schedule hasn't been released yet, um, but we know that the Raiders are are playing at the uh, MetLife Stadium. They're playing yeah, here, the Jets yeah, this here in season, Jersey. and a, and a lot of people are coming, man. The you know the guys from the Pillaging Podcast, uh, Murph and Mosh. Um, most of the guys from the black hole, Rob yeah. Rivera and Cisco, and everybody's planning on coming out, providing it's not on a you know Thursday night or Christmas yeah, or, or some yeah. other crap, you know. But if it's a Sunday game, um, and we get a lot of people coming out, and we we want to let you know that if you make it to that game, you know we're we're gonna take care of you the whole time sure. you're here. You got sure. you get you, you got a pillow and a blanket yeah, exactly. to use, yeah, and and good food to eat, yep. you know, and we'll take care of you, and we would really like to have you here, um, and understandably, if you can't come, we understand that too, but if yes. you can make it, yes, um, you're all you got to do is get yourself here, and we'll take care of you yeah, the whole time. That's you're here. it, man. You fly yourself really, into Newark, we'll take it from there, man. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I really appreciate the heck out of that. I'm going to do my best to try to make it up there. And I also want to extend the invitation to you and everybody listening. If you can make it to Houston, we're going to roll out the red carpet for you all. And we'll, we'll give you the, you know, the grand tour and everything. And we'll have some of the clubs and uh, Raider Nation. No matter where we travel, the Booster Clubs really represent. And it's really great because it's, I tell people, you know, it, it's a family. It's not just something that's during football season. And we do a lot for charities. And we really care about each other. If you're wearing the colors, and even if you're not, you're, as long as you're a fan of the NFL, you're a friend of ours. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we're, yes. there's there's – there's something wrong with us, you know. Yeah, we're we're twisted people. Yeah, we we yeah. We, we we like we, everybody. We commit <laughs> we commit to this team. We commit to this team that that you know has been losing for a long time. <laughs> yes. That everybody hates. Everybody hates. Everybody, everybody thinks we're gonna fight them, but we're the nicest people in the world yeah. doing stuff for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, and, know. And we talk to a lot of booster clubs from other football teams, and and. They, you know what? They're not involved with anything. No, they don't even hang out with each other if it's no. not football season. No, and Raider wow. Nation, we get together. You know, any chance we get to get together yes. and put on the silver, and usually it's for charitable events, man. Picking up garbage on the side of the road yeah. or collecting toys for kids. And I, I talk to like you know fan clubs from other teams, and they're like. Oh yeah, we eat chicken wings and drink beer and watch the game. <laughs> like, uh, and we don't see each other for eight months. <laughs> uh, that's, that's awesome, man. You know, you know how much you know, money? Also, you, how much money did you raise for charity? 
What? Uh, we, 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 we just, we're a different breed of people, man. We really are. Yes. And, and, and the, you know, and that goes back to like the team from like the sixties and seventies. They were a different breed of people on the team. Yes. You know, and football's not like it, like it was, you know, you can't have those kind of characters that we used to no, have. And you can't be that kind of character in real life either. No. You know, cause like, you know, I have sort of a. You know, me and my Raider buddies have a reputation from back in the day of being sure. rough, being a, a rough, heads, a, yeah. a rough and tumble right. crew when we went to the bar for a Raiders right. game. You know, and I get that today, and I'm not like that. I'm just like, no, nah, man, I, I'm not fighting anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Those days are you over, man. <laughs> but the good, so. the good yeah. thing is, as Raiders fans, we we don't typically have to fight anybody because no. nobody wants to uh, challenge us anyway. Uh, no, but but everybody just, thinks we want to fight, right? And, and that's, that's why the they thing. stay in their corner. Yes, yes. <laughs> They you know. stay in their corner because yeah. they know, yeah. oh, I'm not going to mess with yeah. those guys. 99% of the time, we just want peace and love, brother. It's one of the reasons we can take over a lot of these away games. <laughs> yes. Because everybody's kind of afraid of us, even though they don't need I'm, to be. Yeah. You know, we, you know, we, we, you know we, we accept them just as much as, you know, anybody else. So. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a local contact, actually two Raider uh, players that came from the area. Uh, you remember Steve Wisniewski, right? Of yes. Course. Yes. Yeah, he went to Penn State. I mean, if that's not an offensive lineman, he, he went to Westfield High School. He went to the same high school in the same class as my sister. Actually, Steve married uh, one of my sister's best friends. Unfortunately, she passed away a year or two, and he... He's real active in the uh, community out there with Napoleon Kaufman through the ministries out in uh, Dublin, out there in California. But uh, yeah, he was, he played at uh, the high school my sister went to. So between that and there's a player that went to uh, Maryland Eastern Shore called Gerald Irons. He's got a school named after him up here in my area, and he's got his jersey and his cleats and his Raiders helmet right there when you walk in the lobby of the uh, junior high school. Yes, yeah, Steve Wisniewski, I believe he was um, a state representative at, at one point in uh, in New Jersey state government. Yes. Yep. From Southern He's Jersey. A great guy. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I really appreciate it. You know, one of the, that's one of the reasons why we join our booster clubs, because they're active with the blood drives, with the veterans uh, stuff, with uh, Susan Coleman. They're, uh, you know, big brothers and big sisters, uh, you know, uh, you women, mean you don't you know, just women shelters and stuff. You mean you don't just eat chicken wings on Sunday and yell at the <laughs> well, TV? Well, I have once or twice. Yeah, I've done that once or twice. Yeah, I mean, look, Raider Nation does it like nobody else, man. Yeah, and and they, they can do. call us the outlaws and the scumbags and the dirtbags of football. Hey, we're punk but, rock, but man. <laughs> we 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 have talked yes. to booster clubs from the Kansas City Chiefs. The Cowboys. Seattle Seahawks, the Dallas Cowboys, they yeah. don't even talk to each other once no. the season ends. Nope. Wow. Miami Dolphins. The only the only the only the only thing that they do in the off season, the New York City Dolphins fan club, the only mm-hmm. thing that they do in the off season is focus on the Jets game. Is their tailgate wow. they That's have. That's it. Yes. They wow, don't do any. They, amazing. you know, I mean, you know, they sell fifty fifties and they do contribute yeah. to charity. But they like, right. I'm like Raider Nation, man. We were like, yeah. if we could get together every day, we would. Yes. And, we would. Yes. And, think of a reason. Yeah. Yes. And, and and we would we and any and any money that anybody threw into a bucket, we would give it away to somebody that had sure. less. That's what we always do. Exactly. Yeah. You know. One thing is that I tell people is, and this is, I wanted to mention this to you, 
I'd like to dedicate my call to Clem Daniels with the great Raider players. That uh, he was one of the foundations beside Dotto and all the other great players uh, for the Raiders. He was just he played at Prairie View, a really small obscure college, and he wasn't even drafted uh, out of college. He just went out and did a trial with the Raiders apparently, and he made the team. And look, he's he's one of our, our legends now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. amazing. He, yeah. He's a great man. He did a lot in the Oakland community too, as we all try to do in our own communities if we don't live out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, yep. man. I mean, I grew I grew up. You know, in Northern California, and I lived in Berkeley for a while, right outside of Oakland, man. The people that contributed the most to that community were the Oakland Raiders, (laughs) the Hells Angels, and the Black Panthers, (laughs) which, you know, which which were the three groups that contributed the most to Oakland, California. And and that's amazing, man, because it's all people that everybody looks at and goes, oh, you know, don't judge people. No. You know, by right. you know, like every you know, everybody's everybody's and What about what about when the Leo Pano showed his ring and he says the reason why I love this Super Bowl ring is it shows that we beat the Steelers at Dakota Win. Who eventually yeah. won the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. Yeah. So but you're right though. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say you're right though. We we're involved in our communities. People look at me and they go, You're a Raiders fan. Why aren't you a Texans fan? When are you gonna get with a program? The more they dislike my Raiders, the more I love them because I know what the Raiders stand for. I know that we're all ambassadors when we wear the colors and we're proud to say we're Raider fans and we have each other's back and we have the back of other people if other people have fallen. Yes. Absolutely, man. And that's a that's a great thing, man. And and on that note, we're gonna let you go here in a minute. Um, but we we give every guest a an opportunity to send a message out to Raider Nation, and I think you're I, I'm <laughs> you're I a perfect gar- candidate. I guarantee to do it, man. you're gonna have a message, yeah. man. So just you know, anything you want to say to to the Raider fans out there that are listening, here's your opportunity. Okay, thank you very much. It's an honor to be on the show. I just want to say um, I dedicate my my call to my mother and my father. My mother passed away uh, October two. 2016, she would always ask me, how are the Raiders doing? She was such a big baseball fan, football fan, Ohio State Raiders. She was interested in her children. Uh, my dad was the same way, grew up in Ohio, Ohio State Buckeye fan. And, uh, and my grandfather, he grew up in Cleveland, took my mom to her first baseball game, Indians, when she was two years old. And so so he would have one game on the radio, like the Indians on the radio, the Yankees on, on TV and stuff. And so I just want to say, Raider Nation, um, I love you all. You all are my brothers and sisters in Christ. We're all in this together. I'm excited by what Antonio Brown's doing. If you saw the video with him and Romo on the practice field saying, uh, we're going to stretch that nobody's going to cover me. I'm just going to go out there and play. And the, the, the swagger of the Raiders is back. It's, I can't wait to see them on Monday Night Football. We call Raiders after dark at Molly's Pop. We all get pumped up and even people that aren't fans of our team they respect us because they see that we're the decent people that on the communities we're not those we're not deadbeats you know we're just just, just decent people trying to earn a living and i want to dedicate this show to, to, to my parents especially my mom and of course my dad and also want to thank you it's an honor and privilege and, and raider nation we're back we've got the swagger we've got the attitude we've got each other's backs and we also have the backs of others that don't even like our team because the more non-compassionate we are they are towards us we're more compassionate towards them because they just don't understand us god bless and go raiders and uh, God bless Al Davis and, and, and Gruden and, and smooth sailing this year. I can't wait. I'm so pumped up. I just want to put on some shoulder pads. It's an honor and a privilege to wear the shield. We're ambassadors. All <laughs> right, man. That was a great. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, you know, I got to say that was one of our best ones. Yeah. Much appreciated, <laughs> brother. Yes. We really appreciate it. Yes. And uh, that's, that's a great message. Yes. And uh, everybody needs to take that one to heart. We love it. It's an honor for us to have you on. So thank yes. you very much. And, uh, you know, we'll say goodbye for now, but it's, it's, 
it's only goodbye temporarily, man. Yep. We'll uh, you guys be are talking my, to you soon. Life. Yeah, God absolutely. Bless thank you so much. All right, brother. All right, thank you, Steve. Take care. Later. Later. Raiders. 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 So we got uh, we got that good call from Houston Raiders, Steve. Man. Yeah, that that was pretty cool. He's yeah. a good guy. Oh, somebody's pulling up. I don't know who that is. I don't either. Yeah, I don't know. They better not mess with Rogers. No. Nah. His bone. Yeah, he better, not do, <laughs> he better not come walking up on the deck at him. My dog's out there with a hunk of meat on a bone. <laughs> 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 he trusts me in time, but I don't know. Some strange yeah. person walks up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I, I don't know how, how he'll respond to that. So, uh, man, Houston Raider Steve has some great stories. Yeah. I, I, we could have squeezed 50 more out of him. Sure. And... Uh, Next time. Yep, absolutely. We'll get, we'll get one at a time. He'll be back again. Yeah. And, uh, we'll get Dan Boylan back. But we're back to music now. Yes, we are. You know, we, we, we kind of had And Murph asked a question where hardcore started. No, punk, punk rock. Punk rock. And uh, we know. started to talk about that. Yes. You know, Murph, it's organic, man, like I said. Yeah. It's organic like like football passion. Yes. And, uh, again, you, you get, uh, you know... L.A. punk, New York punk, yeah, uh, London but, but, punk. Well, people forget that there was a little bit of a gap between the Ramones and the Sex Pistols. Sure. That, you know, there was a lot of British bands filled that, you know, uh, what? Like, well, you mentioned Sam 69. Yeah. Anti-Nowhere League. Yeah, you know, Anti-Nowhere band, League. Uh, yeah, bands like these guys. Two completely different bands, bands, too. Like, you can't, like, like punk now is all one flavor. Yeah. And, and it's the same with, like, you know, hip-hop and country and everything else. It's all bland now. Yeah. It's not organic anymore. It doesn't yes. have that, you know, that root passion that it had yeah you know and and it, and i could say like if you look at like the hip-hop from the 80s yeah right they they basically followed the the map that punk the, rock yeah that did. punk rock did yes because you know and that that's why they were always in tune nobody, with punk rock nobody was gonna sign you know black no artists doing some totally different thing. no no they had to do it on their own yeah who did keith rubin yeah, you know? eventually. Yeah, or Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin. Yeah. yeah, but they had to do it on their own. Yes. they had to. They had put to. Out their own they stuff. had to put out their own stuff. Yeah. book their own shows. Yeah. and and where where did that roadmap come from? Yeah, it came from it, Black it, yes. Flag. Came from Black Flag, Dead Kennedys, yeah. minor minor threat with Discord. You know, guys yeah. putting out yeah. demo tapes. Yeah, and you know, you know, back then it's like you you couldn't go out and buy t shirts I mean, and all. I, there was no, no hot topic no, like. I, I heard recently the most valuable demo tape out there is if you have an original copy of No Life to Leather, the original Metallica wow. demo. Yeah. Is the most valuable demo and tape that's out when, there. That's when they used to and, be a, a and heavy you know metal what? band. And you know what? I used to own that, and I, it probably got trashed, and I threw it yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But, you know, speaking of music, man, um, we promised you guys something really special. This I'm pretty excited yes. about this. Yeah, this man. is cool. This is we're, really uh, cool. We're, we're, we're going to get Chuck somebody. Chuck, turn me on to this band. I really like We're going to get somebody cool. on, on the horn right now. I'm a peacemaker. Peacemaker.
as I said, man, we're we're pretty excited, happy today. We got Brother D, Dale Henderson, Beowulf. Sure. OG OG Venice, man. Uh, uh, uh. You know, I can tell you right now, I'm going to enjoy listening to this, and Fitz is going to be pissed because he ain't here. Yep. So. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah, brother. Good to have you, man. So what's what's what, what's going on with Beowulf right now, man? You guys have been pretty active lately, which is killer. Yeah, we've been playing all over the place. <clears throat> and um, right now we're, uh, we're going to do another studio record. You guys going to do a full so, length now? Uh, probably like nine songs. Nice. So, and what what can we expect, man? Every every Beowulf album is completely different, man. So, are we looking at Westminster and Fifth? Are we looking at Jesus Freak? Are we looking at Lost My Head? We're looking. I mean, we're looking at uh, like the first two records, that kind of vein, you know, with a little bit of the Jesus Freak in there, a little bit. Nice. So, it's mostly about the. About the first two records, that kind of style. Nice, man. I, and and if you would have told me it would be just like, you know, two cents, I'd be like, yeah, perfect. You yeah. Know, two cents, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Been like, perfect, brother. Yeah, like everything you guys put out has been killer. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Is there going to be a tour with the new stuff? Yeah, we're going to be touring some of the summer. Right now we're just probably basically going as far as Midwest on this first one. All right. Or then we're trying to get over to the East Coast. Wow, man, you make it to the East Coast, sure. brother. We'll uh, yeah, we'll be there. Have a nice big welcoming party for you. <laughs> yes, right on. <laughs> we always sure have a good time when we go there. Be a bunch of old men out there with our Pendletons <laughs> and our canes, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> showing, the, stop us. showing the youngsters what's up. <laughs> so. Uh, None. So you did a track on the uh, the last Lewisidal record too, man. Which I got to say, when I put that record on, I was like, "Holy crap, man!" I, like I loved the first Lewisidal record, but the second uh-huh. one, like I was like, "Wow, this is really true to the to the core." Man. Yeah, I yeah, the, you know, the, yeah. The second Lewisidal record, yeah, I in, I really liked that. Born yes. in Venice was great, and I'm listening to the record for the first time, and then all of a sudden. This track comes on at the end. One steel soldier, and I'm like, "That's Dale." I'm like, yeah. that that track is is you know my favorite one on the record, man. So yeah, that's fun to do, man. So you 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 and Luigi are are tight and hanging. How's uh you know? Yeah, we're tight. You came up to me with that song. It was here, man. Put some lyrics to it, and uh, I just put just sat on it for a minute and. First thing that came to my uh, my head was that song "One Tin Soldier" right. from Billy Jack. You know the Billy Jack days. Yeah. Yep. So uh, kind of incorporated that into the song itself. Nah, it came uh, out great, man. You guys, you guys, you guys cool. both did a great job on that, man. So uh, yeah, that's a good record, man. He's, nah, uh, it's a really great record. Busting his ass right now too. He's out there playing all over the place. Yeah, man. Can't wait to catch them. And uh, definitely can't wait. I mean, I may even make it out to the Midwest because, uh, <laughs> you know, nice. can't wait to work. Can't, can't wait around. <laughs> you know, you never know what happens, man. Life, yeah. life, life throws life throws crap at you, and yeah. uh, you just don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's baseball season. A lot of curveballs happen. You man. can't you can't wait till tomorrow. <laughs> you got to do stuff today. Yes. So, yeah. uh, which what you drinking now? 
Dale's probably drinking Budweiser. Budweiser and 12 ounce here. There you go. There you go. We're, uh, ice cold, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, ice Crowd's cold. Far. How's the weather in, in, in West LA today? The weather this weekend is spectacular. It's a nice, breezy 79 degrees here. Beautiful. Sunny. Well, you, you know what? Out here in Jersey, we got a nice, sunny 70 degree day with no breeze. Yeah, first one oh, we've had. Good. Yeah, first, first one, one we've had, had in a long time. time. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like summer. Yeah, it is, man. It is like yep. summer. So uh, let, let's go back through some history, man. Like, uh, when did Beowulf start? Beowulf started back in eighty three. Eighty three. Officially, officially started it. And for pe- for people who don't my- know, like you know, Beowulf is from um, Venice, right? It's a big V, baby. And Mike Jensen and I and uh, uh, the other guitarists, we we were we were playing in another band. Then we hooked up with Paul Yamada, the bass player, and then uh, got Mike Alvarado on the drums, and that's what formed the original members nice. of Beowulf. And we just started from there, and we were playing backyard parties all over the all over Venice, all over the city. And fights and police and all the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, all that, all that good, all that good 1983, 1984 LA stuff. Yeah, you get people coming. Hey, remember that party you guys played at? And, and there's a fight broke out. And I'm all, yeah, I think I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> I got every one of them. <laughs> yeah, every one of them. Yeah, no doubt, man. So on the way it was back then. On the last call that that I had with you um and this is a different listening audience man so you know tell me about that that story you told about uh you know you were on tour uh on the welcome to venice tour with you know suicidal and uh probably no mercy no mercy excel might have been on that tour too right yeah uh and uh you had a little uh adventure in the woods with some you know, met, met some hippies. Yeah, tell that they tale. Hippie, hippies are dangerous, man. Tell that. <laughs> tell us that. Tell us that tale, because uh, I think our our the listeners on this show would like to hear that. Yes. Well, we we're on tour, like you said, on Welcome to Venice record. We were up north in California, and uh, we stayed at this one hotel or motel, and at the same spot, the Grateful Dead was playing that weekend. So the <laughs> place was full of deadheads for the hotel, right? <laughs> so we wake up, and there's all these dudes freaking out with tie-dye shirts. They slipped us off some album cover acid from Grateful Dead. We all cried. <laughs> and our next show is at a place called Gurneyville, which is a little north of uh, Sacramento or something. Right. And we were all frying. We ended up in this freaking hotel next, next to this new gay gay town. We didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was no brigade. We were sitting out on the on the balcony, and people are honking, they're sipping us off. We're like, what the f***, man? <laughs> These people. They, don't f- <laughs> it. they all thought we were... But uh, <laughs> the show went well. The show went well. That's a good turnout. But after the show, we ended up in some forest, someone's house in the forest, man. Just like the sun's coming up. I had no idea where we were at. Just in the forest <laughs> up in Northern California somewhere. 
coming down off the ass. But we did make it back to the hotel. That's good. Yeah, yeah that's always like, good. Let's make it back to the hotel because that's where the damn bus is. That's yes. where the van's at. That's where all our crap <laughs> is, man. It's cool. <laughs> we, get to the, we get to the road, we're all that way. I'm all that way. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're like... Like one of the last men standing in Venice now, right? Like, I, I mean, I know I grew up, I told you, I think I told you before, I grew up in Salinas, which is, you know, much like Venice, you know, 1970s yeah. and 80s kind of, you know, just hood. And uh, and everybody I knew, you know, they all bailed. I bailed too, man. I, you know, moved yeah. on. But I think Venice, like you're, you're one of the last. Chuck men. still does represent. Yeah, I still. He, yeah. he, he does yeah. not. He does not shy away from that. I'm still and one, I'm, one bit. Man. They laugh at me. So, I'm still wearing my cholo he, tights. He does, man. He, he's man. like, he yeah. don't well, shy away from man. that one bit, man. That's just the way it is. He represents man. out here on the East Coast, man. Yeah, everybody out here laughs at me because they don't. They don't know what's up. They're like, Ooh, I, I got this. Is- some Jersey accent, but I'm like still, still, still rocking, still rocking my gear, man. Yeah. I'm like, and I'll throw down too. I'm good. That's all we know, bro. That's all we know. I don't, mess, I don't mess with people. I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. I like to chill, have a couple beers, sit on the pores, but like, don't, you know, right. don't step. <laughs> we can't. That uh, will go there. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to, man. I hate to do that. Yeah. But, uh, I, I want to give yeah. everybody a chance. But you know how. Um, yeah. But Venice but, has changed a lot, right? So like, Oh, man. It's changed so much. There's very, very few of us original, you know, you know, people from back in those times that are still around here because you can't afford to live here anymore. Right. It's all, it's all gentrified. And, I mean, it's funny you say people laugh at you because the way you dress, they look, they look at me like the same way. Like, laugh, they're looking at me like, what the hell is this guy dressed as, you know? <laughs> like, wait a minute. You can put a mime on a neighborhood <laughs> right you know? yeah 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 i didn't bring this to you man yeah. you, you, you moved here yeah, like yeah. this is this is what's up yeah. but yeah that's it's, the venetians you know i used well, to louis still there. me and louis we hold it we hold it down pretty cool nice yeah. yep you and louis are still there. we're hoping to get uh i think louis is gonna come on the show next week man nice which would be really cool yeah that would be really cool um yeah he's always fun to talk to <laughs> Hey, hey! What, I gotta ask you, man. What's up with Dan, bro? He said uh, Beowulf and Excel were gonna go on the road, man. We gotta, we gotta, straighten, yeah. we gotta straighten him out, or what? <laughs> we have to straighten him out for sure because he shook my hand, looked me in my eyes, and promised me. Uh, he, he said it straight up. We go, all right, Dan, Dan. We got, we got, we got to straighten yeah. you out, bro. You gotta keep your word, you gotta buddy. Honor your word, brother. You know that. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, they played a show. They played a show a few months ago. I went and checked him out and hanging out with him. And he still promised me, I'm going to do that show there. I promise. I said, all right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> holding you to it. Yeah, of course. Of course you're holding him to it, man. That's the way it is, man. You know, we're yeah. to just, otherwise, just tell me no, it ain't going to happen. And then we're cool. Exactly. <laughs> Yep. So yeah. we'll make it happen. It'll happen here shortly. Man, I would I would love to see that. I I'll fly out to L.A. to see Excel and Beowulf. Uh, that That'd that be a nice job. Speaking of of uh, combining bands on stage, did you uh, did you make it out to that uh, that show in Europe? Yeah, we did. And how'd that go, man? Because I you that know we, we talked. You know, Mike Mike uh, Mira was there. 
and Dale yeah. Beowulf was there, and he uh, everything worked out right. Yeah, funny, funny ass situation happened though. <laughs> All right, well, that's what we're here for. Funny ass situation. <laughs> yeah. the, show went, the show went great. It was in the Netherlands and uh, in Eidenhoven, you know, nice festival. Lots of people did our show. Suicidal did their show, and then the next day we were leaving to get back to the airport. And I'm sitting there. I'm by myself in the elevator, eleventh floor. And I go going down to the lobby, right, to, to get the get on the van to go to the airport. And all of a sudden, ding! It stops at floor six. Okay, someone else is coming on. Sure enough, who walked in is Mike Muir. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Mike Muir are in an elevator, bro. <laughs> the sixth floor of the elevator in Eidenhoe in the Netherlands. No one else around, man. I was like, oh, is this where I do it? Is this where this should I just take his ass out? I took the higher road and, and acted professionally. We were cool. We just there, talked. There you go. Hey, that's all right, man. And when I talked to you last time, you were like, "Hey, look, if the, if that if you would have been on that elevator probably 15 years ago, might have been a different story." Yeah, yeah, definitely would have been. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, was, I was thinking it. Believe me, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, and I understand that, brother, but, uh, you know, that's that's cool. You got to take the high road sometimes, man, especially, yeah, you know, I had, I had some friends from Finland that were at that show, and uh, not for nothing, but they said, you know, they, they would have watched you three times before they watched that other band <laughs> once, so we're all right. <laughs> that's cool. Because they're like, you know, they know what's up, they know what's up, and I, and my, actually, my friends in Finland are pretty hardcore. They're, they're some right. pretty, pretty gnarly nice. dudes, man, for Finland. <laughs> for Finland. <laughs> they throw down. They throw down. They they do all right. Nice. What do you got, Tom? Any questions for Dale? No, I have no questions. I'm just enjoying listening to this crap, man. Yeah, nice. <laughs> well, it's a fine way to spend a Saturday yeah. afternoon. I, I just want to know when they're playing out here, man, and I will be there. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. all I want We're working know. our way. We're yeah. working our way back to you now, bro. Yeah. Work your we'll, way we'll out, get brother. Over there. We'll, 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 we'll get over yes. there. You'll have a good crowd. At yes. Least, at least, you know, yeah. me and uh, at least me and Tom will be there. <laughs> oh, damn right. And, uh, that's, fine. that's all we need, bro. Yeah. That's it, man. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll bring the Budweiser and the, uh, what is it, Newports or Cools? Yeah. Uh, cool 100s. Cool 100s. Well, I'll be on the right. East Coast, so I may, I'm going to be on the East Coast, so I may have to go to the Newport 100. That's right. Yeah. We got the Cool ones. Yeah, there's Cools out here, yeah. We'll get them for yeah. you. We'll hook you up. Yeah. We'll all right. Cool, we'll cool. Pat there, so. All right, man. <laughs> Nice. All right, brother. So let's talk a little bit, you know, get outside of the music thing right now, man, because we also talk about football on this yeah. show. Okay. I am a Raiders fan. Okay. What's your take? Well, I don't care if they win or lose. I'm still a Raider fan. <laughs> there you go. I'm just man. a diehard, so I'm just a diehard. <laughs> you, can't, you can't get simpler than that, man. Yep. Exactly. Wishful thinking, man. Exactly. They're going to do it this year for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, we say that every year, brother. Yeah. I mean, we're all Raiders fans, too. We, we're, we're actually, we have, you know, you know what the black hole is, right? Well, we're, yeah. we're, we're officially the New Jersey chapter of the black hole. So we. Uh, nice. 
we we rep it out here in Jersey, yeah. man. We we throw the tailgates yep. for the away games. Yeah. We did Baltimore last year. Tore yeah. it up. Yeah. We're giving out free shots of tequila to everybody in the parking yeah. lot. Yeah. Jersey's going to be the same way. As long as they were Raiders fans, we were like, yeah, hey, yeah no, Baltimore fans, you'll get some too. You just got to wait. Yeah. You got to wait. You yeah. come back later. Right now, it's just for Raiders fans. Yeah. We, that's, uh, the, that's how the Raiders fans do it, though. Yeah. Absolutely, man. So, uh, hey. It's awesome to have you on. We can't wait to hear some new Beowulf. Brother. Sure, I'm yeah. like, I, be, I'm, I'm foaming. Be good, man. I'm frothing at the mouth, man. Like, I, I like, you know how I am. I love everything from the first record all the way. I mean, Last I, one was I think Jesus Freak. Jesus Freak's awesome. Unsentimental's awesome. Um, and every record is so different they're just every record you guys put out but it's always beowulf it's always yeah, yeah. beowulf but they're all different records and uh different different chapters man but the same book yeah different chapters same book nice and that's, you a, that's a great way to put you, it you can't you, you you can't find that with very many bands man no you really can't I know. you really can't it's uh it's awesome, man, and I love what you guys are doing. I can't wait to hear the new sh- and I'm excited about it, and I can't wait to get it out for you guys. Yeah, hey, man, th- th- this has been cool for me hearing all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, yeah. Nice. I'm an East Coast hardcore kid, so I, I don't get to well, hear this stuff so- too often. So. <laughs> we love our East Coast homies, believe me. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah, it's all, you know. It's a d- same game, different style of play sometimes. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. Uh, hey, we love having you on. We thank you. We appreciate you. And uh, before we let you go, any message you want to send out to, uh, you know, anybody, man? Raider, <laughs> Raider <laughs> Nation. Beowulf Punk Nation. Punk Rock Nation. We're going to do it this year regardless. If we don't, we'll still do it. <laughs> all right, bro. But uh, just uh, look out for the new Beowulf because it's coming at you. All right. Yeah, All right, man. Beowulf, summer. Beowulf boys, brother. All right, later. In the house. <laughs> All, right. Overnight, baby. All right. Thank you, Dale, man. We'll talk Thanks. to you soon, Thank brother. You, Thank you, Tom. Later. All right. All right, brother. This show will be out on Friday, by the way. So. Okay, cool, cool. We'll send you a link. All right? Yes, sir. All right. Peace and love. All right, we'll talk.
bone stays outside, <laughs> the bone must. The bone must stay outside, not on my couch. That's right. <laughs> so we had, we just had Dale... Beowulf. Dale Henderson from Beowulf yes. on the line. Man, that was that's, cool. That's a great interview. Man. Yes. And he's a Raiders fan. Yeah, he's a Raiders fan. Murph, you want to know about punk rock? There you go. There you go. There's a bonafide punk rock guy. Yep. Venice, California. One yep. of the originals. Yeah, man. So West West LA, Venice. Yes. Um whole different world, man. You know, Beowulf, Lewisidal, yes. Excel. If you want to talk about Venice, yeah. You know, LA punk, um, yeah, Beowulf, Uncle Slam. Uh, you know, Excel. Um, it's not even punk, man. That was the whole like. That's the like kind of the birth of like crossover. Yeah, like they didn't give a damn. Like, no. like it was punk. It was metal. Whatever. Yes. It was just. It, it is what it is. You know, to me, what defines the Venice sound is not suicidal tendencies so much as well. I mean, the first the first two suicidal records are amazing. Yes. The, the the first one is insane. First one's insane, man. You know, we heard that out here on the East Coast, and we were like, "Wow, right? This and, is and, this." And then we got to see them. And then you see them, and yeah. you're like, "What's going on?" But yeah. see, when we got to see them in Northern California, it was a whole different experience yeah. because you know you had you you heard the band, yeah, and then you see them. But when they were traveling through California, they bring like a hundred dudes with them, yeah. yeah. Dale being one of them, you yeah. know, like and. It was like, you're like, what is this, man? Because they they just created their own thing. Yes. They created their own culture, their own subculture. And when I talked to Dale about it in the past, and he's like, I'm like, you know, what do people think? Like, you you guys are dressing like cholos, and, you know, he's like, that's just how we dressed. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like... Like that's just, did it on purpose. That's the way we got up in the morning, yeah. bro. Like, and 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 then I get it. Like after leaving California and moving up to Seattle and everything, you know, I never realized how much I was influenced by Chicano culture. Well, yeah, what they were doing. Yeah, I I was, you know, I was influenced by Chicano culture. Yes, like, and I didn't realize it until I was living in a place where everybody was white, where, where there wasn't any Chicano culture. Right. Yes. And then I'm like, my socks are funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm like, yeah. people don't dress like this. And you know what, brother? On the East Coast, your socks are still funny. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. My socks are funny. My shorts are funny. Everything's, everything's funny. Hey, rock and roll, buddy. Yes, always rock and roll. All right. Later. All right. Uh, this is Tom. I guess uh, we're going to be wrapping up our show here. Um, if you have any questions for me, or you want to call in and uh, talk about anything you want on uh, the Raider Fan Club Blitz. Um, our number is 732-798-0257. Feel free. Ask me about Mr. Skittles. I love Mr. Skittles. Um, we're also going to give a shout-out to the Irish Cottage, uh, our home base. They are located at 602 Route 23 North in Franklin, New Jersey, and their number is 973-827-2090. And, uh, give us a call. Let us know what you think. Questions, comments, anything you want to say, feel free. Talk to you next week. Bye.
Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.